Welcome back. This is Between the Fur with your host, me. I'm a professional mascot. Um, not saying who I am or what team I'm for, but I'm your host. And right here, I've got, do you want to say who you are? Uh, or do you want to say your name? Or do you want to say I your say team? I could care less. Nice. See? Not everybody's like that. Yeah. Uh, my name is Eric McMahon with the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Right here, we've got Zoli. Hashtag the legend. Uh-huh. <laughs> we we're actually at the uh, uh, mascot conference here in Salt Lake City, and uh, we're about to go into a, an award ceremony where Zoli is getting uh, honored here. Do you know that? I do know that. Okay. Yeah. All right. You didn't <laughs> let the cat out of the I didn't know that was a secret. You know, hey, come on, fly Wait, in. Wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> fly in. Let's, uh, let's just fly this guy in for... Uh. Oh, we just man. like having you. Way to ruin the surprise. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyways, so um, so this is a, a podcast. We'll probably put it on Utah. YouTube, though. And uh, But first of all, I wanted to interview these guys while I got them here. And before we go into this thing. So, Zoli, let's start with you. Sure. When did you, uh, when did you first become a mascot? What's your story? Uh, you know, kind of whip through how you got started and everything, but... Tell us also, sure. also who uh, you've been mascot for and sure. all that. Cool. So I started my career in the CBA for the Grand Rapids Hoops. Oh. And at the time, it's it was one of those things where I didn't, it wasn't like, oh, this guy can't do it or uh, I want to use this as a stepping stone. I really had no idea. I just wanted to be in a costume and cause ruckus. And that was my... Of course you That did. was my... <laughs> what? Yes, only costume. I just wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to make people laugh in a costume. And uh, so I, I called this team. It was the Grand Rapids Hoops. I called them relentlessly for months. And they finally said, all right, we got this appearance at a furniture store. And so, all right, this is my chance. My big chance. And I go and I'm killing it. It's the first time I've been in a costume. And I'm having a blast doing my thing, and I start climbing up this, like, you know, street sign, and I'm way up there, and it's my first job as a mascot, and I hear a car crash, because of the distraction. <laughs> so I thought, well, that was short-lived. And Wait, people that. The car, people that were driving a car, and they were watching you? They were watching me. Clock distraction, me. boom. So I'm like, oh. Did anybody get hurt? <laughs> it wasn't bad. Yeah, the ambulance came and everything. It was, it was terrible. So, but they didn't seem to mind. So they thought I did such a good job. They asked me to do the games. I started doing the games. And then I built a career from there. That was kind of my first position. Um, then I went to the Washington Wizards, uh, as well as the Washington Mystics, and the WNBA team. Uh, did some fill-in work for the NHL team there mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, then from there, I went to the Harlem Globetrotters as the producer, not the mascot. Kind of put hung up the mascot costume for about five years. Um, and then started getting back into it uh, in about, about 2010. Started doing an NFL team out in Arizona. Uh, started doing an uh, NBA team out there, uh, did some fill-in work for an NHL team out there as well, and then, uh, you know, just kind of 
that that was my story up to that point. You know, just the, you know I was working in Arizona as the producer with the Globetrotters and uh, just doing part-time mascot stuff, which was fun doing games and doing you know fill-in work for appearances and stuff. He says it like, yeah. like, like he says it lightly, like the fill-in work. He was the right. ringer that right. they right. brought right. in. <laughs> like, oh, I filled in. It's like, no, yeah. they got something big. They need need somebody to go to. Yeah, oh, I filled in. Well, I'm and, only a legend, but right, uh, <laughs> right, so. capable of doing dunks, doing skits, doing all that pratfalls, doing you know. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Michigan, and it's almost like I was groomed my whole life to do it because. I was a state champion gymnast. I would do things like jump off of picnic tables to dunk. You know, I'd do crazy stuff. I'd ride motorcycles. I was voted like the best dancer in my school. Like just stuff like built up. It was like groomed. And then when I saw mascotting, I'm like, this is perfect for me. And so that's kinda... I can get paid to do all this. Yeah. Every, <laughs> every non-monetized skill set, I could put it all together and monetize it. <laughs> exactly. It's like crazy. Exactly. So, well, I got a funny story on that. Um, when I was trying to break into the league, I would go to, I'd just watch YouTube YouTube clips, trying to learn and all this. And I used to go to the uh, Washington Wizards page all the time because I would watch clips of him dunking and being like, "That is the gold standard." It was like what I was aspiring to get to. And like his, and still to this day, I mean, the, the highest ampli amplitude reverse dunk in the history of the game. And you used to call it the, well, you call it the Z-verse now. Z-verse. But back when you were G-man, it was the G-verse. <laughs> That's right. And I remember that. I remember that had to be 2002. Yeah. 2002, 2003. I got into NBA in, it was still the 90s. It was like 99, 98 right in there. Uh, it was 99, 2000. That was the first first season and uh, yeah I appreciate that no but that's a, that's, that's <laughs> a true that's a story well that's I mean, an honor to hear this because this is one of the best NBA mascots of all time as well I mean when you see his highlights you can't really you know they, they just can't deny especially on the dunking too his dunking came a long way um, he was out in Phoenix for a while as a, a dunk team member where he kind of honed his skills and I remember seeing uh, you know when Bob Wolf would bring in video um he was unmistakable because he'd have that bandana around his head. Who's that kid? And then next thing you know, he, you know, you knew he was going to make it into the league as a mascot, and he sure did. And you know, there was there was many other times, if I'm not mistaken. I know there was a, a couple other teams that were after you as well. Yeah. You know where you ended up was great, but uh, uh, you made a heck of a career for yourself. Yeah. On it. So it's an honor to you know hear that. You know, I, I still remember like yesterday watching, looking at his clips, and like one day, one tell, day. Tell us your story then. Um. Man, I, uh, I I grew up watching Bob Wolf, Phoenix Suns Grill. I'm from Arizona, and uh, just randomly happy hour one night, post-college, working a job, going nowhere, right? I'm 22 years old, probably. And uh, I see this audition, come try out for the Phoenix Suns dunk team. No skills at that point, just other than maybe sheer testicular fortitude. <laughs> like, that was my skill, right? You put that together very well. There. Yeah, thank you. Words and yeah. um, oh, so oh, hey, look, we got look, we got look, another look legend. Oh, hey, so hey, it's yeah. like this is like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yeah. Hey, look, 
Yeah, come on come in. Come oh, in. it's Ray Henderson. Nope. Nope. Ray, Ray, Ray. <laughs> come on in here, join us. Come on, man. Let's uh, get in the camera here. We got, uh, where is that? No, I wasn't San, there. San Jose. Oh, oh my gosh, that's San Jose. Squatch is there. Okay, yeah, we're looking at the pictures here. So, did I ruin you? No, no. no. Trip down memory lane. Yeah, yeah. right here. Just well, you interrupted of, uh, my uh, my time in speaking, but it's all good. You're a yeah. legend. <laughs> Come sit down. Come sit down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I apologize. No. This is... <laughs> man of the hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, go ahead. Uh, so, anyways, I grew up watching Bob Wolf and um, the Phoenix Suns Gorilla. I'm at happy hour. Don't know where I'm going with my life. Post-college, making no money. Um, you know, my only ambition was to, you know, go out and have a good time at that point. But I'm um, working some dead-end sales job. I see an advertisement. Try out for the Phoenix Suns dunk team. I said, holy snap. I can do this. Never jumped off a trampoline in my life. Never done anything. Show up to that happy hour at 5 p.m. on a Friday night. Turns into 3 o'clock in the morning real quick. Right? Uh -huh. So then I was like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I set my alarm for 7 a.m. All going off of a few hours of sleep. I go and try out for this dunk team. I end up making it. Me and Bob Wolf became like really tight buddies, and he like said, "I'm like, you have it." That's what he said. He goes, "You have it. I'm gonna groom you." And he was gonna groom me to be a replacement. Twist and turns aside. He's what fifty something now. He's still doing it. But because I can't be, was his guy, I became a commodity. Like people then were, yeah, were saying like, "Okay, well, if the gorilla signing off on this guy and grooming him. Then maybe we should take a look at him." And so I hopped on with the Memphis Grizzlies. I've been there thirteen years, and. Um, you know, I haven't looked back since. I mean, it's been an awesome, awesome career. Done some really cool stuff. I'm kind of more known for, originally off like doing the dunks, that was kind of my thing. And then it moved into doing, um, the older I get, the less athletic I am. So my, uh, my, with us all. my guts, like in my, I guess, ballsiness, can I say that? Mm -hmm. Needs to go higher. So I started doing a lot of big amplitude stunts, and I guess that's probably what I'm known for now, is just taking a lot of stupid risks with my body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's definitely true. Yeah, so. Well, and if you guys get a chance, like anybody, go on YouTube and, uh, and check these two out. Um, we've got Ray here as well, and, and by the way, I'm gonna go back to Eric here real quick. Eric, um, I mean, one thing that uh, I can second there is you, you have it, you had it, uh, I mean, back then, you still have it now with, with everything that you do. You put your heart, energy, um, soul, uh, you know, everything into it. And well, If you um, don't have passion, you don't have anything, so. Exactly, exactly. And it's disingenuous. If you don't care what, about what you're doing, it's not gonna translate. And you become disingenuous, not only to the fans, but your own organization. You're never gonna have tenure, and uh, you're gonna be miserable. So, you might, you might as well do something you're passionate about. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Ray just joined us. Ray, scoot in here a little bit. I don't know if this is framed up for him. Is it framed up? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so Ray here is uh, is with the, and no. uh, I hope that's okay to say. But no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll bleep that out. But um, anyways, Ray, quick, tell us how you got into this business. No. No. <laughs> tell us something. Uh, I was a gymnast, how about that? He was a gymnast, yeah. Give me a highlight of your career. Highlight uh, of my career? Yeah, just give me a couple highlights. Give me, give me some, give me some um, like special moments, and also like, uh, give, me, give me something with a player. I can't. No? 
He's a man of little words. Yeah, well, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Words. Hold on. I, I, I gotta go to the wait, 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 wait. Come here. I want to tell a story about you, dude. Yeah, you, you better drink some of that. Yeah. Come, over come here. here. Come here. He wants to tell a story about you. I want to tell a story about you. Come here. Because <laughs> no. he, he mentioned Bob earlier, right? And how he kind of helped him. This man changed my life, and I'm going to tell you how. So when I was in the CBA, I left this part out earlier. Okay. Um, you know, 20-year-old kid and didn't even know why I was doing it, just the fact that I like to make people laugh. And it was probably my second game when I started doing games. They hired Ray to come in and do a halftime show. And I remember thinking, like, what, who is it? What's happening? Like, I didn't really even know that this kind of thing existed. I, I knew that there was NBA mascots and stuff, but I didn't know that wow, they hired this guy all the way from there to come here. and So I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick his brain a little bit. And man, you know the phrase like, success is nothing, you know, if you don't pay it forward. This guy did that in spades for me because, you know, he explained to me what I needed to do to even get to the next level. And I don't know if you guys remember when you're that young, you don't really understand, you, you just how to really go to the next step and back then especially it was kind of like I didn't even you're not and, living and past was, tomorrow let alone <laughs> right and it yeah. was the little things like you know back then you had to make VHS tapes mm -hmm. he's like that's the first thing you need to do you know make your VHS tape and then he showed me some things on dunking and he taught me about skits and and then he said let's go to the, you know let's go to the bar and we went to the bar and I remember just having the best time with the guy. And he just, he didn't even hesitate to just like give me those little pointers and stuff. And that stuck with me because in the end, that's what got me to the next level because I did go and make those VHS tapes. I did a lot of the things he said and it got me to that next level. So without Ray, I might not be here. And so I live that all the time too with these young guys. and. Anytime I get the chance, I help people out. And it could be the littlest of things. You know, you got to remember, like, when guys are young, they don't really fully understand. You know, they don't, might not have the business acumen or the, kind of the, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of those little detail things to get to that next level. He definitely pointed me in the right direction. I'm not saying he showed me everything, because there's an internal compass you have to get to where you need to go. But he, he definitely, you yeah, he don't even remember probably. That's all you. <laughs> That's all you. No. Well, but you killed But, but bro, Ray's was, got one of the, that was big. You, Ray, you got, got one of the biggest hearts, though, in, in this league. He came in, that's you. You're about the backboard, man. Yeah, that was, that's how I got that's it from you. you, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Ray, one time, one of my that's first birthdays stuff. I ever went to, uh, afterwards, after birthday, mascot birthday parties, we all go out to grab dinner or go to the bar or something like that. And we went bowling, and we're all like doing like trick shots. We're like, "Hey, I can do a ball around my back," and we're trying to get. Ray did a not a headstand, a handstand on one of the balls, and this is what a freak athlete Ray is. Do you remember this? He does a handstand, one hand on the ground, one hand on the ball. I think you were facing backwards too, yeah, yeah. and just pushed the ball. Yeah. And I believe he—I'm almost positive he got a strike. Oh. 
<laughs> but I remember we're just sitting there, we're like, I wonder how fast I can throw it down there, and I wonder if I can do it between my legs, and Ray's like, I got something for all you guys. That was, that He's was always just, pulling off just, some stunt off the top of his head that's that just like, crazy. stupidity yeah. of it. Crazy. Yeah. You guys have your methods, which is awesome, but I can't do that. I mean, I can do something, but you know what? He's being humble. Yeah, <laughs> he's being humble. He's yeah. one of the best. Yeah, I've only been here 25 so, years. But so, here's an, so here's another one. No, 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 they, you're they, the best. no, you. <laughs> you know, no. Here's another one that you need to check out on YouTube if you ever get a chance. Ray here is the one that uh, is famous for. Uh, this isn't about me. Come on now. This is about Zoli. No, no, it's about, yeah, it's about everybody. Okay. This is, uh, but uh, Ray at a high school game. Oh yeah. yeah, shattered the backboard, went viral. That was crazy. Yeah, you even made shirts. You yep. made shirts. <laughs> I still have it. My wife wears it to bed all the time. I, I said, "Why are you wearing? Why are you wearing Ray's shirt to bed?" Bull <laughs> <laughs> crap. You just say because I know what you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's silly. Oh, that's awesome though. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Zoli, like I said, it, it, we've talked about your uh, your globe trotters uh, and everything. I mean, how how many how many uh, teams are you uh, running now? I mean, we do about four units uh, once the season starts, which is well nowadays we almost go year round, you know, with overseas and all the other things that we do at amusement parks and whatnot. But for the main arenas, you know, we start usually typically uh, in the fall, and then we go through um, April or May, and it's four teams. Yeah, <laughs> it's four teams. Oh. It's four teams that are uh, booyah. We just just gonna kill the cockroach here at the what gym. Yeah. I got a funny story about a cockroach too. No, you <laughs> um, No, four four units. And so if you can imagine, I mean, you know, you have a roster of players. You have four times four mascots. You've got times four dunk team. Times four actually times eight refs and we have a you know a number of people that travel with us you know? so you're probably always looking for talent too always looking for talent yeah and in fact Zoli at HarlemGlobeShotters.com mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> I was pick them up. I've put a lot of guys through to the NBA Darnell um, Darnell is a perfect example yeah um, I've had guys that have worked for me as the mascot and they've they've gotten to the NBA um, that's why I called you in, yeah. in the first place. Or yeah, and in that position stop, really ne care. isn't necessarily a stepping stone. It's just, it depends what you want to do in life. Do you want to travel and have an awesome life as a mascot, or do you want to have a home base? It's basically what it boils down to, because they're, they're both equally great jobs to have as a mascot. But I've put um, yeah, a number of guys through, and your son was very close to working for me, as you know. Um, yeah. You know, right when uh, uh, we were getting ready to sign him, he had another opportunity come up and took that, and I'm very happy for him. Um, Cavs, I, I do nothing I, but give him props because, you know, you, you, as a manager, you, you never want to stand in someone's way. You know, that's the last thing you want to do. And, uh, you know, to each his own, whoever, you know, guys want to do certain things. They should they should go after whatever their end goal is, and I know that that was his, especially um, you know that his dad was in the mix. So the legend, another legend, another, 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 another legend. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, but anyways, I mean, it yeah. just speaks volumes of what you're doing now, and that's why we're giving them the Lifetime Achievement Award tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Lifetime Achievement Award here at the 2018 Mascot yeah. Conference. So, like, when we were coming here, she's like, oh, so is Zoli going to be at a conference? I said, yeah. She's like, Trouble. just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just be careful. Between the three of us here, we usually get in some pretty uh, yeah. Good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to get Jack in here too. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and Abby. Oh, oh yeah. Abby. Yeah. I love. See, this is the, this is the greatest thing about a conference like this. It's like we get all us old old vets in, and we can yeah. tell stories for hours. Uh, yeah. And it's like the new guys don't even like they'll create. They're gonna create their own stories. Right. But they're like they just sit back and like I remember like when I first started, I'm sitting back in awe of listening to these stories, and now I've got. Like an old man, I got hours of stories with you guys. You know, it's like, oh you don't my god. You think about it at first, like, but then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, I'm that guy. As you, as you, yeah, I'm that guy. I've been there, done that, and got more stories than I can spew out. It. It's here before you know it. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Um, I mean, we're not even going to talk about what we've done internationally. Oh god, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's funny, I love you. Uh, Kenny and I, we've done so many international oh trips. Yeah. I mean, how many in China? How many in, I mean... Mexico, yeah. I mean... Mexico... I've never gone back. Yeah, Mexico one. City. Yeah. Like, Mexico City, that's one of the best spots to go. Oh, I mean, they're nuts Mexico out there, City. man. That's oh, good crazy. fans. That appearance where, uh, I mean, there's so many people in this square. And it's the Capitol Square. Yeah, the Capitol Square. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't even know when that was, because it was early, but... We couldn't get inside that square to the crowd there. And yeah. Kenny's like, this is Kenny, how brilliant he is. He's like... Let's get in that ambulance. So, <laughs> we get in the back of the ambulance. <laughs> so, the crowd moves our way, you know, we jump out. And finally, it's time for us to do the show. But neither one of us jumped off the tramp, and it was one of those sport courts. Oh, that move. Oh. That move, yeah, because they're, they're clicked in. Yes, yes, yes. So, and it's, and it's on a park, and it's on pavement, on that so it's pavement, all uneven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All uneven. Well, and if you notice the sport court, like the, the, I remember I kind of did one too, but the key isn't the right dimension, so I'm like, oh, I'll put the tramp at the free throw line. Yeah, 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 the yeah, free yeah, throw yeah. line was like 20 feet from yeah, the basket. Right. Or it's too or close. Too, yeah. Way too yeah. close. Yeah. One In of this the case, other, it was yeah. too close. No. Uh, when we hit the tramp, so the tramp slipped forward, we went straight up and crashed. It was bad showing. I mean, like, <laughs> like, it was really like I think I went first and crashed, and I think you went, I think you crashed, and th it was a bad show. But it wasn't because of us, but it was because of the sport court yeah. sliding on that concrete. Yeah. So Kenny, he was like, just panicked because it was just bad, but it wasn't our fault. He saw VW Bug. So he had the crowd go and push this Volkswagen Bug, right? Because he's like, I'm going to dunk over this thing. <laughs> like, I'm going to dunk over this thing. So, you know, we got people holding the tramps, and he goes back. <laughs> he hit the tramp, he still went up. I think he threw it in, but crashed, but barely missing the bug. But yeah. just a, that quick thought of, we got to save this show. Yeah. He wouldn't got that Volkswagen bug. He got an ambulance to get in there. The Volkswagen bug, <laughs> dunk over. I mean, like, he got the way. Did you say you got the crowd to push the bug into? Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, only can. I need that yeah. over here. Yeah. yeah. And since you don't talk, you know, it's yeah. like, 
quickly right. though. Hey, I don't have to explain right. anything. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know if you have time. The conflict. I don't know if you. I mean, you probably don't have time to do it on this podcast. But it, you guys, you need to listen to his uh, almost get eaten by a shark story <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good well, one. about for another day. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about something. Those are shark stuff. waters there, mate. <laughs> yeah. Those are shark waters there. Yeah. No, you don't go down there. <laughs> Those are shark waters. <laughs> Come on, man. You tell me that before. Yeah. Uh, tell, me some, uh, some, tell me some international stuff on you guys. Oh, gosh. Well, we, you know, unfortunately, we never did an international trip together, but I mean... I think uh, I've had a couple of really cool Mexico City. I've been to Mexico City a few times. It's it's oh, awesome. Circus. It's awesome going down there. Yeah. You're in that Capitol Square. I've been to a couple other spots around there. I love going down to Mexico, but um, and it's not what so you it's not think. like going to China. Yeah. Oh, I will never go to China again. Like the experiences are great. <laughs> China's alright. No, but here's the thing. I've never had good travel. I've been to travel to China everywhere. Been ten, right. ten something. Ten, maybe ten, ten, twelve times. But it's like I've never not been delayed. Or my flight was canceled, or something. Like it's just always something. I was traveling. Oh, yeah, but uh, Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand. That show. was an awesome show, and I love like Muay Thai kickboxing. That's I used to yeah. participate in Muay Thai, and so I used to go. Uh, they have a really famous stadium there called Limpini Stadium, and it's where they, uh, you know, and so I'm like, oh, this is this is the legendary Limpini Stadium. So they don't have like a like a WBA, WBC, or like a, like a UFC champion. They have stadium champions over there. So like. A super fight is Limpini Stadium Champion versus whatever stadium champion in another part of Thailand. And so I'm like, bam, I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna watch these awesome Muay Thai fights. I buy this like now nah, it was like ten dollar VIP package where I actually got to go back into the locker room. I got like a beer in my hand and I'm in the locker room as they're warming up, asking them to take pictures of me. But the funny thing is I think I'm gonna go watch these like utter killers, right? These were like six year olds. No padding on. No shin guards, no nothing. The first fight of the night, I kid you not, the first fight of the night was between six-year-olds. One six-year-old took an elbow across the dome from another six-year-old and just... Blood. The third fight of the night, which they were probably nine or ten-year-olds, because it got started at six, but these are like pro fights yeah. in, in Thailand. This other kid grabbed him, in, yeah, <laughs> grabbed him in a tie clinch and like need this other nine-year-old, knocks him completely unconscious. And I'm like... Ruthless. Only this silent. Is, only silent, but this is like their soccer. It's like Kenny giving those kids the stiff arm on the oh. football field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun, yeah. Uh, we get to do some fun stuff, but oh my gosh. Well, I remember going to uh, Indonesia and uh, doing an event there. It was like an NBA 3X, which is like a national three-on-three basketball tournament. And they do an opening ceremony, and then they're like, oh, you know, hey, well, so we're then we're going to intro you, but like... What's going on? And I don't even know what's going on because the language barrier is bad. I think I'm going to run out there and get people. They're like, here, sit on this. And then they put me on this throne. And then they have these people like walk yeah. me out on a throne like I'm the king of Surabaya, yeah, Indonesia. Right, right, right. And everybody's just going. Because if you're associated with the NBA, it's like they wouldn't know I am. Yeah, but I have, the, I, I have the NBA letters behind yeah. me. And, and then I'm like, oh, dude, this was the neatest experience of my life. Then I'm like, okay, great. It's time to go to the hotel get ready for my shows tomorrow. And I'm driving home and it's like, every mile there's a billboard of Grizz. Yeah. yeah. I just remember yeah. for overseas stuff, you could get away with so many things. And like, uh, there was an example in Amsterdam, we did a basketball tournament up there. 
and I would just try everything during the game. Like, I would, you know, I cause ruckus when I'm in costume. So, I would do things like, I had this remote control car, like, during the game, and zooming <laughs> around their feet. <laughs> and so, and the game, so the refs are letting it go, letting it go. And I'm like, how? And in my mind, I'm like, what's it going to take for the ref to blow the whistle and bring just, attention on me? Yeah, right? you definitely want to just... Push yeah. that because and, the, and you got to know your audience. You obviously would never do that in the NBA because no. you're going to get a ten thousand dollar fine, if not more, right. a fine, and you're going to be, you yeah. know, yeah. serious consequences. You know. Well, well that's kind of like. Did you do the? I'm, I just did the French All Star Game for the first time this past oh, year. Yeah. I mean, they'll let you do anything. Absolutely, as long as they know about it, or they. Yeah. I mean, they want you to do anything. I remember right. to entertain the. They were right. shooting free throws. It was during the game, and I just walked out, and I was like standing next to the player on the free throw line as he's like shooting, and I'm like, "You got this. Let's go." Right. Like, this Hand is a game. I, I interrupted the game. Yeah. To, I would get up on the backboard all the time while they were shooting, and that is the one time they blew the whistle on me because I'm like <laughs> up there like bouncing it, and then I'm finally like I'm blocking this, and I blocked a free throw, and they're like. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, you can't hey, do that. Can, can you get down now? You know, like, but you, like I said, you got to know right. those audiences. Well, you I knew you could get away with that there. And I got really bad shoulders, and I, 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 I know I've only diagnosed one separation, mm -hmm. but I mean, it, I, pro I had to separate my, either one of my shoulders at least two or three times each. Right, right. Um, and then you get to know, like, okay, I need the doctor this time. I don't this time. I know he'll, he'll eventually. Um, I got two bulging discs in my back, and um, and I had cancer. At some point, I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, and cancer, too. <laughs> and a cancer survivor you know. right here. And uh, sometime, I, I honestly want to have a one-on-one -on -one with you on that, that one. Because that's, that's a, whole, a whole podcast. That is a whole right podcast there. right yeah. there. I mean, that's an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah, I love. Ten year anniversary was July first, just uh, less than a month ago. Wow. It's my ten year uh, cancer free. Congratulations! Thank man. you. God, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. you are an inspiration, I, man. Yeah, yeah. That was a uh, yeah. a real scary time. It was. It was thirty percent chance to live. Jeez. You know what? What, what I noticed, Eric and I did an appearance. Uh, it was like last year, or the year before. It was for um, some kids with cancer. And what stood out to me with that, so we, we did some performances on stage. We did like a... Oh, yeah, yeah, it was the, like a, the uh, Bodhi thing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, was yeah. A, it was a thing where we did like a variety show on stage, and then we did some appearances. But what stood out with this guy, because he's been through it. Um, so when the kids came in, he got out of costume, and he went, and I just remember watching him, like, being so good with these young, you know, complete, completely bald, just going through it with these young kids, and he would just get right down there and talk to them. It just shows yeah. what kind of guy well, he is. Going through something that's really crummy like that um, teaches you something, and it teaches you that um, you don't have to be scared to bring up a bad topic with somebody, if you care. So like a lot of times, like just from my experiences, now that I got cancer, it's like, you know, I see a little kid and, you know, I talk to a lot of St. Jude's kids before games now. I bring them in my locker room and, hey, how are you doing, this, that, and the other, like, let's, let's talk, you know? Because a lot of people are scared to broach the subject with somebody. So if I just say, I know I am. I, I, hey man, what kind of cancer, what are the doctors telling you? What kind of cancer do you have? Do you got cancer? I have cancer too, man. 
I'm, I'm speaking your language right now. Like not a lot of people can speak that language and I can yeah. now. Yeah, I was just gonna say there's, I mean, you can relate with them. I can't, I mean, in those situations, it's hard. Can't relate with them because I've yeah. never, yeah. never been there, but that's right. how you now, How many times, and this is one of the most rewarding parts of being a mascot too, is when you do hospital visits and things like that. Well, how many times have you been in a situation, and I know you guys have been through this, where you're in the costume and you're, you know, coming into that room where this kid uh, is, yeah. and it, it, you're shedding a tear inside the costume. I mean, it's, it's, it's very emotional. So, a hard thing for a mascot to get over, but you know you have to kind of, you know, keep being the character and not. <laughs> You know, being over there sobbing yeah. in the corner, but and you have to draw that fine line in the moment about right. being empathetic and then yet being the life Funny. of the party. Exactly, and that's a really hard line to draw because yeah. it's like you just want to go and, and grab this child and hug it. Yeah, right. You know, and you can do that, but you also got to do it within your character. Within right. your character, you know, and in it, yeah. I mean, that's hard. I mean, there's so many yeah. times that I've reached, I walked out of rooms and just being like, exactly. I never want to see that again in my entire life. Yeah, ever. but then again, at the end of it, like to me, that was when you look back at everything, those were my favorite appearances to do. Yeah. Because yeah. you made a difference, you put a smile, you know, things like that. Right, right. And that's, so the, one, that's the one gleaming that's, moment in that child's week. Yeah. Day, I mean, month, so, year. Right. I think overall, that's my, that's my takeaway from this career, yeah. is, is, is the way you are okay. able to affect these kids' lives, you know. Well, and, and all kids, I mean, all ages. I mean, you get to affect them uh, in a way that no nobody else gets to even touch or experience, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's just so... Yeah. I don't know. It, it's special to me anyways. It is. Well, hey, let's go give yeah. this guy an award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we got to wrap this up here. Yeah. But, um, hey, cool. thanks a lot for listening. Uh, this has been Between the Fur with Eric and Zoli. Yeah, so thanks for having us, buddy. All Thank right. you. Okay, peace. Peace. Nice. <laughs>